0: Section eight of the United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Piotr Natter. The World's Story, Volume Twelve: The United States, edited by Eva March Tapan. Section eight: A Spanish Peddler Among the Indians, 1528, by Cabeza de Vaca i was obliged to remain with the people of the island more than a year and because of the hard work they put upon me and their harsh treatment i determined to flee from them and go to those of the charruco who inhabit the forests and country of the main for the life i led was insupportable besides much other labor i had to get out roots from below the water and from among the cane where it grew in the ground from this employment i had my fingers so worn that did a straw but touch them it would draw blood many of the canes were broken so that they often tore my flesh and i had to go in the midst of them with only the clothing on me i have mentioned accordingly i put myself to work to get over to the other indians and afterwards while i was with them affairs changed for me somewhat more favourably i set myself to trafficking and strove to turn my employment to profit in the ways i could best contrive and by this means i got from the indians food and good treatment they would beg me to go from one part to another for things of which they had need for in consequence of continual hostilities they cannot travel the country nor make many exchanges with my merchandise and trade i went into the interior as far as i pleased and i travelled along the coast forty or fifty leagues the chief of my wares was pieces of sea-snails and their cones conches that are used for cutting and a fruit like a bean of the highest value among them which they use as a medicine and employ in their dances and festivities there are sea-beads also and other articles such were what i carried into the interior and in barter for them i brought back skins ochre with which they rub and colour their faces and flint for arrow points cement and hard canes of which to make arrows and tassels that are made of the hair of deer ornamented and dyed red this occupation suited me well for the travel gave me liberty to go where i wished i was not obliged to work and was not a slave wherever i went i received fair treatment and the indians gave me to eat for the sake of my commodities my leading object while journeying in this business was to find out the way by which i should have to go forward and i became well known to the inhabitants they were pleased when they saw me and i had brought for them what they wanted and those that did not know me sought and desired my acquaintance for my reputation the hardships that i underwent in this were long to tell as well of peril and privation as of storms and cold many of them found me in the wilderness and alone but i came forth from them all by the great mercy of god our lord because of them i ceased to pursue the business in winter for it is a season in which the natives themselves retire to their villages and huts sluggish and incapable of exertion i was in this country nearly six years alone among the indians and naked like them the reason why i remained so long was that i might take with me from the island the christian lope de Oviedo, the alaniz his companion who had been left with him by Alonso del castillo andres dorantes and the rest died soon after their departure and to get the survivor out from there i went over to the island every year and entreated him that we should go in the way we could best contrive in quest of christians he put me off every year saying that in the next coming we would go at last i got him off crossing him over the bay and over four rivers there are in the coast as we could not swim in this way we went on with some indians until coming to a bay a league in width and everywhere deep from its appearance we supposed it to be that which they call espiritu santo we met some indians on the other side of it who came to visit ours and they told us that beyond them there were three men like us and gave their names and we asked them for the others and they told us that they were all dead of cold and hunger that the indians farther on of whom they were had for their diversion killed diego dorantes Valdivieso, and diego de huelva because they left one house for another and that other indians their neighbours with whom captain dorantes was now had in consequence of a dream killed esquivel and Mendez. we asked them how the living were situated and they answered us that they were very ill-used for that the boys and some of the indian men were very idle and of cruelty gave them severe kicks cuffs and blows with sticks and that such was the life they led among them we desired to be informed of the country ahead and of the subsistence in it and they said there was nothing in it to eat and it was thin of people who suffered of cold having no skins of other thing to cover them they told us also if we wished to see those three christians two days from that time the indians who had them would come to eat walnuts a league from there on the margin of that river and that we might know what they had told us of the ill usage to be true they slapped my companion and beat him with a stick and i was not left without my portion they frequently threw fragments of mud at us and every day they put their arrows to our hearts saying that they were inclined to kill us in the way they had destroyed our friends lope de Oviedo, my comrade in fear said that he wished to go back with the women who had crossed the bay with us the man having remained some distance behind i contended strongly with him against his returning and i urged many objections but in no way could i keep him so he went back and i remained alone with those savages these are the most watchful in danger of any people i have ever seen if they fear an enemy they are awake the night long with each a bow by his side and a dozen arrows He that sleeps tries his bow, and if it is not strong, he gives the turn necessary to the cord. They often come out from their houses, bending to the ground, in such manner that they cannot be seen, and look and watch on all sides to catch every object. If they perceive anything about, they are all in the bushes with their bows and arrows, and there they remain until day, running from place to place where it is useful to be or where they think the enemies are. When the light has come, they unbend their bows until they go out to hunt. The strings are of sinews of deer. The method they have of fighting is lying low to the earth, and whilst they shoot, they move about, speaking and leaping from one point to another, screening themselves from the shafts of their enemies. So effectual is this maneuvering that they can receive very little injury from crossbow or arquebus but they rather scoff at them for these arms are of little value employed in open field where the indians go loosely they are proper for defiles and in water everywhere else the horses will be found the most effective and are what the natives universally fear whosoever would fight against them must be cautious to show no weakness or desire for anything that is theirs and whilst war exists they must be treated with the utmost severity for if they discover any timidity or covetousness they are a race that well discern the opportunities for vengeance and gather strength from the fear of their adversaries when they use arrows in battle and exhaust their store each returns by his own way without the one party following the other although the one be many and the other few for such is their custom oftentimes their bodies are traversed from side to side by arrows and they do not die of the wounds but soon become well unless the entrails or the heart be struck i believe they see and hear better and have keener senses than any people there are in the world they are great in the endurance of hunger thirst and cold as if they were made for these more than others by habit and nature thus much i have wished to say beyond the gratification of that desire which men have to learn the customs and manners of each other that those who hereafter at some time find themselves amongst these people may be intelligent in their usages and artifice the value of which they will not find inconsiderable in such event we left these and travelled through so many sorts of people of such diverse languages that the memory fails to recall them they ever plundered each other and those that lost like those that gained were fully content we drew so many followers after us that we had not use for their services while on our way through these vales each of the indians carried a club three palms in length and kept himself on the alert the women carried many mats of which the men made us houses each of us having a separate one with all his attendants after these were put up we ordered the deer and hares to be roasted with the rest that had been taken this was soon done by means of certain ovens made for the purpose we took a little of each and the remainder we gave to the principal personages that came with us directing them to divide them among the rest every one brought his portion to us that we should give it our benediction for not until then dared they to eat of it frequently we were accompanied by three or four thousand persons and as we had to breathe upon and sanctify the food and drink for each and give them permission to do many things they would come to ask it may be seen how great to us were the trouble and annoyance the women first brought us the pears spiders worms and whatever else they could gather for even if they were famishing they would eat nothing unless we gave it to them in company with these we crossed a great river coming from the north and passing over some plains thirty leagues in extent we found many persons who came from a great distance to receive us and they met us on the road over which we had to travel and received us in the manner of those we had left we told them to conduct us toward the north and they answered us as they had done before saying that in that direction there were no people except afar off that there was nothing to eat nor could water be found notwithstanding all this we persisted and said that in that course we desired to go and they still tried to excuse themselves in the best manner possible at this we became offended and one night i went out to sleep in the woods apart from them but they directly went to where i was and remained there all night without sleeping and in great fear talking to me and telling me how terrified they were beseeching us to be no longer angry and that though they knew they should die on the way they would nevertheless lead us in the direction we desired to go whilst we still feigned to be displeased that their fright might not leave them there happened a remarkable circumstance which was that on this same day many of them became ill and the next day eight men died abroad in the country wheresoever this became known there was such dread that it seemed as if the inhabitants at sight of us would die of fear they besought us that we would not remain angered nor require that many of them should die they believed that we caused their death by only willing it when in truth it gave us so much pain that it could not be greater for beyond the loss of them that died we feared that they might all die or abandon us out of fear and all other people thenceforward should do the same seeing what had come to these we prayed to god our lord that he would relieve them and thenceforth all those that were sick began to get better from that place onward there was another usage that those who knew of our approach did not come out to receive us on the roads as the others had done but we found them in their houses and others they had made for our reception they were all seated with their faces turned to the wall their heads down and the hair brought before their eyes and their property placed in a heap in the middle of their houses from this place forward they began to give us many blankets of skin and they had nothing that they did not give to us they have the finest persons of any that we saw and of the greatest activity and strength and were those who best understood us and intelligently answered our inquiries we called them los de los vacas the cow nation because most of the cattle that are killed are destroyed in their neighborhood And along up that river, over fifty leagues, they kill great numbers. End of section eight.